Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy. It's Anna. Hey, guys. I think that this may be one of the most exciting podcasts we've ever done, because I, f- I-, I feel like the Women of Marvel has been leading up to this moment in time. For me, at least personally, I think you too. By you, she means you out there, as well as Sana, me. Yes. So, yes, I agree with you, Judy. We've talked about this a lot. We've gushed so much about Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, which is now in theaters. Um, yes, go watch you, it. Hopefully you guys have watched it already. Go watch it again. Yes, go watch it again. Watch it twice. But, yeah, it was really exciting. And we got to be on the red carpet for the official red carpet premiere. Yeah, so, so guys, we got such a range of interviews from live from the carpet with all the chaos happening around us, plus one-on-one behind-the-scenes stuff from the press junket. So it was such a great experience talking to these all these amazing people from talent and crew including Brie Larson herself and at the end of it she hugged me and it was amazing and I cried a little bit we both were hugged by Brie Larson oh my god it's like it's I feel like the the, I feel the Captain Marvel power it's inside like of me it's, it's amazing a, it's a dream come true it's like everything that I've ever wanted ever since I decided to make that costume and you know Captain Marvel and ah but then also we were on the carpet yes we had a really fun time and we stood in heels for hours and still we're smiling. We still look great. That's an accomplishment in itself, I think, (laughs) personally. So I think the coolest thing about being on the red carpet and seeing the premiere of Captain Marvel is, you think about it, it started, and you guys have heard hopefully the podcast about the origin of Captain Marvel, but like 2012 and the comic book and the reimagining of Carol and then suddenly like fast forward and you're suddenly seeing it come alive in more ways than one and seeing people across the world be just so excited about this character. It means a lot. And even for me, like I edited that comic book for six plus years. And now not only to like have been and like talk to Brie and talk to everyone, but just seeing how people now finally understand who Captain Marvel Carol Danvers is and how much she means to the rest of the company and how much she means to just us as people working at Marvel, but also people who are just fans, who are fans of our content and fans of all the amazing female characters that we have at this company. So anyway, I thought it was just a great moment and um, I'm excited to hear and have you guys relive that experience yourself. Before we get started, one quick thing. Just so you guys are all aware, uh, we're going to be bouncing between some different elements of audio from the red carpet where it's loud and we're talking to tons of amazing talent to our junket pieces, which is a much more controlled space with great audio. So, with that in mind, let's kick it off. Okay, so we're here. It's this moment. We've been talking to you guys at the agents, ladies of Agents of Shield, right? You came '90s chic so hard, Ming. It is amazing. No, it is my era, you know. <laughs> Even though, I mean, I I didn't need CGI like Clark did. Oh! 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 Was that your picture? Just drop it. I think you're done. I'm just joking. I feel like you looked exactly the same in the 90s as you do now. You look amazing. Thank you. My husband says I look better. (laughs) That's why I keep him around. (laughs) Okay, so we're here. It's this moment. What does this mean? You know, it's it's always important to reinforce that women are strong. Women can be leaders. Women can be compassionate but still kick your butt. Mm-hmm. You know, those are good messages for not just little girls and women, but for boys and men, you know, to be able to see us in that light and respect women 
for those attributes. When did you realize you were powerful yourself? Like when you found out what you were good at? When did you, when did, how did that happen? I think my mother was a real inspiration for me and she, you know, she was able to instill a lot of that just by being her, you know, I mean, her life story is uh, one of a, of a survivor and, and a strong, you know, single mom until she met my stepfather. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of good influence there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so although you've not seen the film yet, what would you say is one word for Captain Marvel? What, is, what does she mean? Powerful. Sana. So we've actually never met. Oh my god, met. we've never met. We've no. never met, which is really crazy because I've been working at Marvel for 10 years, but I'm always around Elizabeth and Chloe. I've worked with them on a bunch of projects. So <laughs> we're here on the Captain Marvel red carpet. Yes. What does this moment mean to you? To me, I think it's um, just so profoundly significant to tell little girls that they might see us actresses in these gowns and in these movies and playing these really fierce, fierceless, strong women. But to, for them to know that we are reflections of each other, that everything they see in us, absolutely everything they admire in us, they wouldn't be able to recognize it in us and if it didn't exist in themselves. So every single thing that they go, I love that about Brie, they could not see it if they didn't live within him. So it's a mirroring of each other, and I think that's what we're here for, to tell women all across the world that we're just mirrors of each other. Hi guys, uh, first of all, we have Anna Boda and Ryan Fleck from Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, the directors. I'm very excited to talk to you guys. One of the things that we like to talk about on The Woman of Marvel is community. And one of the things about community is supporting and partnership and allies. And you guys have been working together for so long. What has it been like to have a fellow ally with you always there on, on set and in the editing room and all that stuff? Don't make a joke about it. <laughs> I already see you trying to make a joke about it. I was it. literally going to say it's the best. It's the best oh. because uh, it, it has been a long time. And yeah, we've had ups and downs over the years. But just having somebody, I don't know how anyone does a movie like this or any movie for that matter alone because we're constantly able to like throw ideas off of each other. And, and an example of how awesome the, a collaborator, a key collaborator is, is that one time Anna actually suggested an, an idea and I misheard her and I said, oh, you mean like this? And she said, no, I didn't say that, but that's a great idea. So it was like, it wasn't her idea, it wasn't my idea, it was some weird third idea. So those kinds of accidents are, are great about having. Well, and Marvel is a is a big thing about partnership. You know, mm -hmm. like you think about all the different ways that this film came together, and just having two directors on set, both a woman and a man, I think was really helpful in in bringing so much to the fandom too. Mm. Yeah, and one of the reasons that we really enjoyed working at Marvel because everybody there is so collaborative, and we are too, just by our very nature. But also on a big movie like this, to have somebody who you can like kind of just powwow with and remind each other of like what is the heart what is like the what is the thing that we can't compromise in every scene when things are moving quickly and you're running out of time or you're running out of daylight just to have somebody like that is so important so one of the elements of this film is all about female relationships and we really look at both carol and maria and carol and minerva what was it like building these relationships 
Well, for Carol and Maria, it was really important to us because they're such a familial relationship. They have so much history. They kind of are each other's touchstone from Carol's past life. And um, it was really important to us to kind of help them build that relationship offset even before they got on it. And so we just did a lot of hanging out. Did a uh, morale day at Disneyland, and uh, where Lashana and Bree came along, and we just acted like kids for a day and went on all the rides and had a blast. I feel like that really helped build their friendship so that when they got on set, they just kind of had a special rapport. And like taking from those relationships, you know, what can young girls look to this as they see this and see the relationships? You know, from going back to the comics and going back to Kelly Sue DeConnick's run of Captain Marvel, those relationships with women were so important. It's one of the things that we loved about those comics. And again, it's... um, She has a few relationships with women her own age in those comics. And what we loved about it is that it wasn't just all nice and supportive. And it wasn't just sassy and funny and competitive. It was all of those things. And the idea that you can have these relationships where, you know, you do kind of have bragging rights or you do try to one-up each other, but you also totally support and love each other. And that was something that we tried to kind of build in that Carol Maria relationship that I feel like young women and, you know, women my age can all kind of learn from. But there are also other relationships in the movie, relationships with younger girls, the idea of being able to inspire the next generation and also relationships with mentor figures who are women and being inspired by them. I mean, yeah, definitely, because for the women of Marvel, we definitely focus on the community and mentorship because it is a huge element within all industries, not just within comics, obviously within film and TV. It's so important to have mentors that help you because this world is kind of a chaotic world and there's so many weird rules you sometimes have to follow. So it is very helpful to have different mentors, you know, looking at Carol and then Monica, because that was so great on screen. One thing, we've talked a lot over the last few days about how important this movie is for for little girls to see Carol Danvers and see that powerful. But it's also, I think, just as important for little boys to grow up without that feeling like it's strange, knowing that there are powerful women in the world and they can be superheroes and they can be our mothers and sisters and all of that, teachers. Yeah, and I mean, just to build off that, like my son is three years old and he wanted to be Captain Marvel for Halloween. And seeing him kind of dress up and build a costume for himself and dress up in that costume and have it be a female superhero who's the person, who's the superhero he most wants to be and most admires and respects, that's just the coolest thing in the world. I mean, I think this is a good story, not only for young girls and young boys, it's about tackling like self-doubt and blaming in yourself. I think that's the thing that many people struggle with. And you see Carol throughout the film deal with that and, and eventually come to figure it all out. How was it building that and getting people to get that confidence is a thing and you can get to it eventually? Yeah, no, I mean, of course, that's a big deal. Um, This is a story about Carol who goes on this journey of self-discovery and she learns about her past and she learns uh, who she is. And I think it's not just overcoming that self-doubt because I think a little amount of self-doubt is actually a healthy thing and it allows us to to question our world, allows us to question our role in it. And so I don't think by the end of the movie, she hasn't figured everything out. She's figured out her past and I think she's, she's owned the confidence of who she is. But I think... She'll go forward in life now 
being able to question her role in the world and the universe in a very healthy way. And part of what we talk about overcoming self-doubt or at least like gaining the confidence to deal with your own self-doubt and accept it, a lot of that in the film is about, and I think in our lives, I think a lot of things that people can relate to is kind of being able to reject the negative voices, the voices of people who are telling you that you should be somebody who you aren't naturally or you have to be a certain way in order to be successful. I just remembered the other day that um, back when Ryan and I started making movies, we made a short film that was at Sundance and we were lucky enough to win the short film prize and we both got up on stage and Ryan kind of you know, touched me to go speak say something when accepting the award and I literally hid behind him. Like I was so scared to be seen and so didn't want that attention that I literally, there's video of this somewhere, I literally hide behind him. And and so it's something that obviously I've struggled with in my own life and I continue to struggle with. You know, it's not comfortable for me to be in a position where I'm getting attention or being looked at a lot and my instinct is to hide, but it's like, fighting that instinct and having confidence in yourself that you do actually have something important to say and you do have a voice. And, you know, I hope that little boys and little girls everywhere can can look and see people who do struggle with that and still kind of force themselves or kind of have to get past that and have the confidence to say, hey, I'm here and I have something to say. So as this film is coming out, International Women's Day, are there any female mentors in your life that you sort of look to that help shape who you are today? Mm-hmm. There's so many, but I have to say my mom first and foremost. She was a working mother, really ambitious and dedicated both to me, but also to her job and the people who she helped in her job. And what I say is that, you know, I didn't need somebody telling me that women could do anything men could do because I had her to look up to and I saw it every day. Yeah, same. I got to go with the mom. I mean, what am I I here for if I'm (laughs) not going with my mom? But uh, yeah, my wife and of course, Anna, they've all been very inspiring for me. So I feel like Goose was one of the best parts of the film. I loved Goose so much. What was it like bringing the flirk into life? The flirking itself. I mean, listen, <clears throat> Goose, uh, Reggie, who plays Goose in the movie, was awesome. I mean, it's the most amazing cat ever, and I think audiences are going to fall in love with it. But uh, when it turns into the flirking, I mean, who knew who knew that cat could do that? It was incredible. I mean, we cast a lot of cats, and we finally found the cat that was capable of, like, extending tentacle. I'm just joking. It's uh, a... <laughs> That's obviously CG, but I mean, what's really fun about shooting those scenes is Sam Jackson, you know, holding up the cat and uh, just sort of acting, shaking himself as if the cat is sucking in Cree soldiers. But um, yeah, it was a real trip to shoot those scenes. It was fun. So in one word, what does Captain Marvel mean to you? One word. Heart. Uh, it's about her heart, I think. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Thanks Thank so much, so guys. Much. Thank you. We're, we have Emma here from Cloak and Dagger. You're here on the carpet. Yep. What is Captain Marvel? What does this mean to you? What does this film, all of this mean? I think it's so amazing that it's the first female-led Marvel film. Like, how exciting, how groundbreaking. And the fact that we get to be here and see it is pretty extraordinary. What, like, you play a detective, a police detective on Cloak and Dagger. In your real life, how mm. did you find the thing that you're good at? Like, your sort of personal superpower? I think from a young age, I 
I, I always wanted to be a dancer, and so I, oh. I think just finding that creative outlet was was a really good thing for me because I, I was really shy, and so I had a really hard time conversing with people. And once I found acting and performing, it gave me, I felt like that gave me a voice. Are you still dancing? I dance, like every day when I can, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 Okay, one word for Captain Marvel, what is it? Badass? Yeah! Oh, yeah, I like that one. Sorry. That's all right. You look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You look brilliant. Yeah, I love it. So I'm here with Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambeau from Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel. First of all, I just saw the film. It's amazing. You're so great in it. Thank you. I just want to say having epic female relationships on camera is so good. It's everything we need. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All of that. Well, what was it like working with Brie and all the different people on camera to bring these like powerful female roles? It's really nice to work with people who want what you want creatively what they want to represent in society and they, what they, the like direction they want cinema to go in. It's nice to just be in sync with the creators, do you know what I mean? From day one, Brie was like, let's make sure she's like got an aim and let's make sure she uses her voice and let's make sure... Maria was already like fleshed out on the page, but me and Brie like went in on the detail of her. Then me and Anna and Ryan had conversations about where we wanted her to go and creating this brand new person that no one knows yet, which is pretty exciting. So it's just nice to be in sync with, with people who want to represent women and all they can be on screen. What was it about Maria that like made you most excited to dig into it? She's a fighter pilot and a single mother. Two superheroes of their own, I think. I think when people see like the new cast of Marvel movies, they go like, who's a superhero? Who's a superhero? Who's a su-? And like, not everyone has powers in the literal sense, but some people have powers inside. And I think that Maria has such a deep power just as a woman that in training to be a fighter pilot and in surging what she knows as a woman into Monica means that she's already like, setting up a new generation of young women that are like gonna come up and take over the world do you know what i mean she's just casually doing it just by being her so if you can do that just by being you daily imagine what you can do when you're given a new circumstance and given a new environment yeah oh definitely i mean i'm so excited for fans to see her like come to life on screen And one of the other epic things about this film is nostalgia. Oh my gosh, yes, 90s! Yeah. Yes. If there was one thing for the 90s that you would like right now, either from the film or real life, what would it be? The music. That's one thing I tried to, like, use to get into character every morning. I was like, listen to, like, Monica and, (laughs) like, SWV and TLC and, like, really just got it in my body. So I think the music and also the fashion man like, it wasn't that long ago, weirdly, but when I look, like, I've watched the film and I'm like, oh, we really, I really wouldn't wear that anymore. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it at the time. We were so bold then and so carefree. And I love that women could just, like, wear, like, baggy dungarees and, like, a T-shirt and just feel cool. Do you know what I mean? Fashion and music, yeah. Yeah. The aesthetic of being a woman in the 90s is very particular. It's very, like, that androgynous sort of, like, big look. Yeah. And it runs really well with Marie and Carol being fighter pilots because it means that you can be, like, sexy in your own way. You didn't have to try and do the whole, like, tight-fitted, high-heel type thing. They just owned their own selves and were apologetic in who they were. And that's sexy to me. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that in the movie. Yeah. There were so many moments where, I, like, you and Brie were on camera, together, and I was like, this is it, this is it. Like, it's so important to have two women on screen having a relationship with possibly, you know, like, 
not an argument, but like a little like talk. Yeah. It's really like not something you see a lot. And yeah, I think it was so perfect. It's what young girls need everywhere. Yeah, because they're friends. Like they're just friends. And if you've got a really good friend, they just tell you as it is. They had so much time apart. Carol came back and it was like, yeah, I got you back. There was no question, do you know what I mean? It was really nice to show love on screen without it being a relationship. I think that's really special to just see two women having their back, supporting each other, ride or die type flex. Like they just felt really in sync with who each other was. They had like a, a sarcastic kind of like banter as humor that, that I really enjoy. And I think people just be like, oh, that's like me and my friend. Because I was watching some th like clips back and I was like, that's me and my best friends. We can do that. We can be honest like that together. So, yeah, I'm proud of being able to represent that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. The relationship <laughs> between you and Brie and Carol in the film is so good. You guys are so good on screen. But you're having real conversations mm. about friendship and relationships that mm. is kind of rare. And it's so important, especially for young girls, to be able to see, you know, these relationships and know, oh, I can, I can be a woman and not just be concerned about... Like boys. Right, exactly. There's no mention of boys. There's no mention of men. There's a really nice moment in the movie where Maria is talking to Monica and Monica's like, well, maybe I can do this when I grow up. Or actually not even when I grow up. Maybe I can do it tomorrow. Give me a pencil and a, and a pen and I'll just like sketch something for you and I'll design it. It'll be great. Um, and no one shuts her down. Even the man in the room is like, okay, I'm going to have to just take that and run with it because it's probably going to happen and it will be great. And I'm just going to have to kind of bow down to you and let you be amazing. Yeah, it's nice that we just have genuine conversations that are, are full of drama in a franchise that is full of all the wonderful things that we know and love. But at the heart of it, it's just connection. It's family, it's friends. And it's us having discussions about things that we really care about. Not like we don't care about men, but you know, we don't always need them. Definitely. Okay, one final question. Okay. It's super short. Okay. One word for Captain Marvel. What is she to you? Truth. Ah, good. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. La truth. Well, this was so perfect. Thank you so much for talking to me again. Thank you. Yay. Yay. I can't wait to everyone to see this film at home. Yay. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, you worked, you, you worked, you edited the film. What is it like for you to join a film like this? It's really fantastic. It's, a, it's an honor to be able to work on Marvel's first female-led film and, uh, and have a lot of other women crew on it. It's really great. What was the coolest thing about working on the film itself? Okay, there's a cat yeah. in this movie. There's a cat <laughs> in this movie, and I got paid money to watch cat videos and choose cat takes. Okay, this was my job. Yeah. I chose cat takes. And it was pretty amazing. That is a good life. <laughs> I am very jealous, I would like to say, as someone who loves cats. A wow. fun fact, one of the cat noises in the film is a cat noise I made that kind of snuck in there. So I, you know. So you, like, also, you've been a big part, obviously, editing the film. Mm -hmm. Lots of hours in a room, yes. staring at all the heroes, but specifically staring at Captain Marvel all the time. <laughs> what is, like, one word that you think of now when you think of that character? Uh, inspirational. All right. Good word. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> I like that. Hello, Margie. We are here. You helped write some of Captain Marvel comics. What does this moment mean to you? What is this? We're here. We did it. Taking my glasses off because it's that significant of a moment. 
You've been cosplaying Captain Marvel since before I had the job. You're the one that talked me into it. That was the famous line. Which wasn't hard because this is like one of the biggest nerds I have ever met. Like Marvel I, nerds I've ever met, right? I am a big nerd. This is my date, Susanna Hoff. Hello, Susanna. Hello. Welcome to the Women of Marvel. I'm so proud yeah. to be in this space with you guys. If you look at Life of Captain Marvel, Carol has a Bengals poster yes, on yes. her bedroom wall. So I thought it was only fitting to bring a girl band founder from, you know, which the era. But which basically was like my favorite band when I was little was, well, it was the Bengals and then it was Madonna, but I wasn't technically allowed to listen to Madonna. So oh. <laughs> my mom's like, Bengals, we were okay, approved. cool. We were approved you were mom mother? approved, which I don't, ah. I don't think she realized, but no, my, you were mom I approved. I think that must so have been some you. kind of mistake. Nice. Yes. What are you guys feeling? What does this movie mean to you? I've been freaking out for like a week, a year, but really, haven't you been? I mean, like, I've been working so hard trying to just do so much stuff that I, like, haven't. But in this moment right now, I'm standing here, like, you know, with you guys and knowing that this is, we did it. Yeah. We, I keep on saying this to everyone who walks up. We did it. For you, who's been fighting the good fight for so long yeah. for women. Like, yeah. what does this moment feel like well, to you? I'm just so happy to be here with my close friend and support her and we sort of dressed in kind of matching outfits. Yeah. But yeah, it all feels so good. I mean, we have a lot to say, so now we're saying it. I know, I mean, like, I think about you all the time because the, like, being taken seriously as a band, right? And like, in comics and my other space, in video games, like, we have been fighting that fight yeah. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, just being more than just, like, just a girl, I think is cool. Hey guys, I am with Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. Welcome back to the many podcasts. We've talked to you so many times and we're always honored to have you join us. I'm always honored to join you. Oh, well, thank you, you're sir. Thank so you. I feel like you're the glue of the MCU. You know, we think back to like Iron Man and like you coming on. What has it been like all these years? And then being able to come back and sort of rethink him as a younger character. You know, it's, <laughs> I can't even believe someone just said it's 11 years. I can't believe it. It just felt like a really, f it was going to be a really fun couple of days acting with uh, some terrific actors in uh, my neighbor down the street, John Favreau's um, Iron Man movie that everyone was really nervous about because no one really knew who Iron Man was unless you were a comic book fan. And from the first day, I walked on that set and saw what was going on and you know, they let me say Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. I thought, wow, this is cool. I didn't think that I would still be saying Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division 11 years later in a, like the ninth iteration of, of this. And to get a chance after doing, you know, 120 hours of Phil Coulson in different worlds and universes with LMDs and Ghost Rider and framework and Hydra takeover and alternate shield and all the secrets to go through all that and losing friends and loved ones. And after already being grimly and gruesomely and painfully brought back from the dead <laughs> to kind of get a chance to go back way before any of that happened when he's just a perhaps slightly overeager newbie, really psyched to try to uh, learn from this cool agent, Nick Fury. 
yeah, there's a couple scenes where you, when you guys are interacting where he obviously refers to you as the newbie. Yeah. But like you don't think about it until you're like halfway through the film that in the film you guys no, have no idea aliens, superheroes, none of these things exist. And here comes this chick who lands in, you know, a 90s blockbuster. And what do you think was going through Agent Coulson's head about about like aliens and superheroes? I mean, he's a couple of beats behind Nick Fury on all this. He certainly knows that, you know, based on the other stuff he's been dealing with, this is a whole different ballgame as far as I understand it. And I don't think he realizes what S.H.I.E.L.D. really is going to be up against any more than Nick Fury does. I think Nick uh, is a a little more nimble in adapting and realizing what's at stake. And I think it's probably the moment when Phil realizes... He's exactly where he's meant to be. So it was kind of fun to peel away all the many layers of pain and cynicism and broken dreams. And back to this kind of guy who's just discovering, who was kind of gung-ho going in, but who's discovering that this is ever, he'd made the right move. Sometimes you have that moment where you go, the part of me that drove me here that I wasn't really sure about was a deep, smart part because this is where my heart really wants to be and this is what I want to be doing. And these are the people I want to be doing it with. I mean, yeah, this film is a lot about self-doubt and like building confidence. Like, how do you think this can look for young viewers watching at home as they sort of deal with their own like self-confidence issues? It's a very strange time in the world. And this movie arrives at a perfect moment, in my opinion, because on the one hand one can say very validly, Carol Danvers is the latest of an assortment of incredibly powerful people who've all had to wrestle with what it means to have that power in terms of their soul and the, the, the ways they exert that power. And that's been the tradition in Marvel Comics. They were more introspective to me than some of the other heroes of other genres or universes. And, you know, there's a real argument to be made that, yes, she's a woman, but it's not necessarily what it's about. It's about this is just as much as watching um, T'Challa figure out what he's going to dedicate his life to and what that costs, or Tony Stark, frankly, or Phil Coulson, any of them. But I think to dodge the fact that this is a young woman figuring this out in a 90s context that's being, you know, debuted now in this context, it's not something you should ignore. I have a 17-year-old daughter who's been lucky to show up on the set of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since she was eight and watch a young hacker played by Chloe Bennett become a superhero. And she goes to a con and she sees dozens of little girls, Asian, white, Latina, all dressed up like her because finally they have a hero who looks like them. And a lot of people haven't really had, unless you were a white man like me, you didn't have that many heroes that looked like you. Very narrow channel to connect to. And the inspiration, it's powerful when it's someone who looks like you. And to have Carol Danvers be going on that journey at a moment where women are trying to feel how powerful are they allowed to be? How angry are they allowed to get without getting a whole separate set of rules thrown on them? That's important. 
So this film comes out on International Women's Day. Who are the women in your life that have helped shape you to be who you are today? As I said, having a a 17-year-old daughter who inspires me and has since I was little watching the fierce way that she tries to find out who she is, that's a powerful journey for me. Having a wife who has been an icon, Jennifer Grey, in the 80s and watching her find a way to share the things that have been meaningful for her, her passion for dance and movement and performing and finding a way to share that with other people is a journey that she's on and watching her wake up and fight to get that done has been really inspiring to me. Honestly, having one child, watching my mother raise four kids with no help in the 70s, I'm pretty damn impressed by that. I'm impressed by Michelle Obama. I'm impressed by Ronda Rousey. I'm impressed by so many people. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm here for obviously your quality, and it's really great having allies. <laughs> one final quick question. Yeah. In one word, what does Captain Marvel mean to you? Captain Marvel to me is about a moment where a group of people come together with a desire to realize themselves and be of service. And they're confronted with a cost that they never began to imagine. And by confronting that cost and being willing to pay it, they all gain a level of power that's beyond anything they imagined. That's so great. So you play Carol Danvers, young Carol Danvers. So what does this moment mean to you, to know that young girls just like you are going to have a hero? It's just so great that other little girls like me, like, that there's this strong, awesome, powerful female superhero that we can all just look at and look up to and just say, I'm awesome. I can do anything. I'm strong and I'm powerful. (laughs) How did you find that power in yourself? Do you have someone in your life who taught you how to be so strong and talented? My mom. (laughs) That is My mom is the strongest female I know. (laughs) She's awesome. What was the coolest thing to do on the set? What did you really, really enjoy? I got to learn how to go-kart, which was so cool and so much fun. Like, I had, like the coolest experience. So one word for Captain Marvel, what do you think, what does she mean to you? Amazing, it's beyond words. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, McKenna. Thank you, yes, and welcome, to, meet you welcome too. to the club. We're happy to have yes, you here. Yeah, you did it. And so we have the young Monica Rambeau from the film with us right now, and we're so excited. What does this mean for you to be here right now? I am super excited and stoked to watch the movie. What was your favorite part about being on the movie? Um, my favorite part about being on the movie was actually having my sister play the younger version of me. Oh, no way! Yeah. That's so great! <laughs> okay, so one word for Captain Marvel. What do you think that would be for you? Let me see. Uh, girl empowerment. I'm here with Samuel L. Jackson, who plays Nick Fury. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So what is it like returning to this character after all these years? Um, what? How many years do you think it's happened? Should I shorten returning the years Returning to the bit? character after how long? Well, I mean, like, you've been part of the... Like, now, I've the, been in the Marvel Universe for a while, and I've been in a few movies. I, I played Nick as the age we know him, and then, I mean, this is definitely a throwback to 
um, it's it's as much an origin story for audience members watching about me as it is about her because you know it's a sort of a kinder, not as world-wise weary Nick Fury who's, you know, riding a desk in an office somewhere and, you know, trying to do threat assessment. And uh, we find out along with him that there are people from other places and other universes that are contacting our planet that, you know, we didn't know about. So he's learning as he goes along in this film. Well, you also have so much additional screen time, like, with Brie Larson, it was kind of like a buddy cop. Well, you know, Brie and I have done a couple films together, and we have a really uh, great relationship. We like each other a lot, and I think that's evident in the film. Even when there's an enmity or we're trying to figure out who each other actually are, and we form a really interesting bond that plays well throughout the film, I think because, you know, we do trust each other, and as they build trust, that trust emanates through the actions we have and I hope you know for an audience sitting there watching it oh yeah definitely I mean I got a chance to see it and I was like watching you guys and you're so great on film together like it's so fun it's really enjoyable like I could stop laughing all the times you guys were like one-upping like it's kind of nice to have a have a film that you know has a serious subject in the center of it you know somebody trying to retrace their identity and find out who they are or discover who they are what their potential is and to be able to put some you know humor in that and you know the the heart of her relationship with um Ms. Rambo her flying partner and her daughter is really touching so there are a lot of a lot of notes get hit in this film that don't normally get hit in what people refer to as superhero movies Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that this film is going to be great for fans because it's this continuation of the of now plus ten years of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you've sort of been able to like go to Comic Con and do all this stuff with all these fans. Like, what has it been like to see the fandom grow over all these years? Um, I've been connected to big franchise films. Interestingly enough, you know, I've been fortunate enough to get in films that have huge followings uh, when I was in, you know, the world of Star Wars, that whole thing happened, and then Jurassic Park, and to come into this particular genre or this world of Marvel Universe from the beginning, from Iron Man to Avengers and all that, and, and, and watch not only the progress of storylines themselves, but the progress of how the stories are told and what those elements are and how you present these characters that create connections to audience members that come to see them. Because amazingly enough, as smart as audiences are and that follow comic books or have followed it to the point that they know things that we actually don't know uh, and they know things about our characters we don't know that still allow them to connect to us and grow and accept the tropes that we throw at them because I mean, it is fantasy, but it's great fantasy. But I think this this has a a reality base that's a little different from a lot of the other films we've seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that this is the next film in the future for Marvel. So. Well, hopefully it'll, you know, change, change the way they tell the story. Well, hopefully. Well, thanks so much for joining well, us. Thank this you. This is so great. All right. Make sure you guys check out Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel. Oh, you got your Captain Marvel shoes on. Oh, yeah. Get down. You like my my look? Those, I, I I have some of those. I haven't worn them yet. I meant to wear them today, and I didn't didn't think about it. Well, it's not too late. I'll wear them tomorrow. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. This is great. Kat Kavari, 
Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel herself. On Marvel Rising. Yes. On the Marvel red carpet right now. Yes. Doing yeah. I'm um, really, really incredible. How you doing, girl? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that Captain Marvel. Yeah. Is going to be here. If you see Brie Larson today, what are you going to say to her you as know, Kamala? And I've thought about that yeah, and I was did. like, I did. This. I was like, what am I going to like be like, oh my God, it's you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Captain Marvel. But then she'd be like, well, I. You're a creep, and I don't want to be a creep, so no. I'm kind of balancing those two things. I always have a feeling that she knows who you are. She knows who you yeah. are? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, then, then I'm going to throw myself at her. Yeah, <laughs> That's do the it. plan. Okay. Do it. Okay, okay. all right. I all want right. you to reenact a comic book page and just, like, hug her and hold her. You know, yeah. that's how I saw it in my head, but I was like, <laughs> they might arrest me, and I can't do that in real life. Um, I'm always trying to life imitate art. But life imitator, okay. Yeah. So, so what does Captain Marvel mean to you? Absolutely. I mean, I think to have Captain Marvel out there doing this on her own, this is her movie, is super exciting. And, you know, it's only going to open more doors from here. I mean, we had Black Panther last year, which was so huge and so wonderful. And yeah. to see that sort of pattern of, of having the marginalized be at the forefront is, yeah. is super great and exciting. And it's a great indicator of what it's going to look like in the future. We have Minerva herself joining us. You look amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So do you. Your hair. Thank you. So what does this moment mean to you? I just feel so happy and proud uh, to be a part of this film. I'm just so excited that it's going to be out there in the world soon and people are going to get to see it. Uh, we both work at Marvel, but we talk a lot about like community and having people that support us, and that's why we're doing the Women of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Who are people in your life who are sort of the supporters who helped you get to becoming the amazing actress that you are? No, I'm really lucky that I've grown up surrounded by incredible women. Um, you know, my grandmother, both my grandmothers were incredible women who made a lot of sacrifices for their families. Um, my mom, my sister, and uh, my best friends, my best female friends. You know, I don't know what I'd do without them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It was, you look amazing. You look amazing. I, oh my God, they're pants. Oh my God. I didn't even see that part. That looks okay. so cool. Well, have so much fun tonight. I'm here with Brie Larson. <laughs> I'm so excited. Captain Marvel herself. I'm so honored to be here and talk to you. With the Women of Marvel, so much of what we do is about community and partnership and support. What is it like for you to be a part of this huge community of industry and fandom that support you in this film? It's amazing. And I'm just so grateful because I know that this was like such a, an amazing and beloved character. So I, I, especially now that like people are seeing the movie, I'm just glad that people feel seen and that they feel like their characters on screen. So I've seen the film and I like went into the film, like I took like a before and after photo because you I'm did? very well known as like a huge <laughs> Captain Marvel fan. It was everything oh. I wanted. Like, what is it like for you to bring all these female relationships? Because it's so important to have two like women in a scene talking about something. That's not like a man. The, Bech the Bechtel test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what is it for you to work with like Lashana and all these different women? Lashana's really good in this movie. And the fact that like, if you want to boil it down to like your typical plot points in a movie that we can pinpoint and say that the love story is a love story between two best friends is really important and special to me. And to recognize that that type of friendship can be just as powerful and as fierce as any romantic one is like a revolution in itself. I feel like we could be like just on cruise control for the rest of it because that to me is like the, a huge part of what this movie is. We also have Gemma, 
We have we have Annette. We also have our Monica. So we have so many different versions of female complexity in this, which I also think is important to talk about. The film itself is is intersectional. So it's more than just her story, and I think that that's a really important part of it. It's really about her relationship to other people. It's about seeing these superheroes on screen that are all, all different shapes, sizes, and colors. And for young girls and boys at home, like what is it like for you to know that this is the next superhero for them? It's cool. I mean, it's been really cool to see little kids, little girls, like, wearing the costume. But the other thing that has excited me is that I I didn't really think about, you know, these things are too big for, like, my human brain to comprehend. But to see little boys get excited about it and want to get a Captain Marvel action figure, like, I don't know if we realize just how influential and important that experience is. So it's cool. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens with all this. I mean, such a huge part of the fandom is the Caracor. And they're from all different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those things where, like, in the last few weeks, we've all been, like, gearing up and excited for this. And it, it's something that, like, it means so much to them. But I think that, A, you were the first person to be, like, you're so good to be cast at <laughs> this. You're perfect. Everything on screen is, is so great. But what is it going to be like for you to see people cosplay you and, like, go out and do all these things like that? You don't know what it's going to feel like until it starts to happen. And I will say that, like, I've tried my best to keep as much of a distance from, like, Captain Marvel. Of Like, I'm not her. I wish I could be like her. I'm, like, a little bit like her. But I'm more like a conduit for the story that was already created and this character that was created, like, way before me. But I will say that at the Singapore event, there were two girls dressed as Miss Marvel. They were jumping up and down and like holding up hearts and I got so emotional over that. It made me see like the future of this in a way like that was very clear to me. It moves me more than anything else. And one of the things that's so great about that is that the reason why they like Captain Marvel Carol Danvers is that she's human, that she's real, mm-hmm. she's attainable. That's why I like her too. She's she's funny and she's quick, but she's she's unapologetic and all these things. Like, if there was one word for Captain Marvel, what would it be for you? Oh man, it's that's hard because she's so much. So I've just I've been saying dynamic, because I know that this is the most dynamic character I've ever played. I lived this movie and I couldn't believe how many facets of her that there were. And it was like the true challenge of this and like the greatest joy was getting to play someone who's so complicated and also so herself at the same time while still discovering who she is, you know? It's cool. I think that when all the fans at home see it, and I go see it like five more times, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to see the future where Captain Marvel and Kara goes from here. So I just want to say thank you from all the fans at home, from the woman of Marvel and from Sana. I, we are, make we me are cry. Thank you so much. Thank you. It really means so much. It was so amazing talking to all the cast and crew and Marvel employees and all the different people, Marvel family along the way, especially considering we got to ask them what Carol meant to them. We want you guys to tell us what Carol means to you. Tell us in one word or a couple words. Tweet at us at, at Marvel with hashtag Women Marvel. Tweet at my Twitter or Sana's Twitter. Email us at womenof at Marvel.com. We just want to hear from you because we've not got the same word twice. And I think that that shows the impact and importance of Carol Danvers of Captain Marvel to everyone at home and to everyone, including Brie Hillerson herself. What's your one word, Judy? Oh, I haven't even thought about this. This is hard. Oh, Whoa. my producers are, are... Now you know how everyone else has felt when we asked that question. I never get interviewed. <laughs> mm, I would either go with iconic 
or monumental. Okay. Because I feel like she is an icon and will be even more of an icon. Like, she means, she's like my hero. She's a hero. I think someone used that one. Didn't they use hero? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We can repeat words here. I'm okay with it. Can we repeat words? Yes, I'm allowing it. Okay, so I think my, okay, I, this is actually used for another character in Marvel, but that's cool. Um, unstoppable. I think people talk a lot about, like, the concept, like, higher, further, faster for me is a reminder that she's just always pushing, and she will always find a way around things, even if someone is putting a blockade in front of her and or punching right through it. So uh, unstoppable, I feel like, is a great way of describing her. I mean, one of the, the moments I really had with Brie was talking about the character and the fandom and this community that has grown up around this character and this, you know, uniform and this design. It was one of those moments where I felt so honored to be able to be there talking to her and be on the carpet and every single moment of this, like from meeting all the character at Katsukon like last month and just at every moment talking to all these amazing people and, and share the love and the passion, plus all the epic comic creators that have helped along the way. Yeah, I want to give a really special shout out to the creators over the years who've worked on the comics. And a special thank you, actually. People, of course, like Kelly Sue DeConnick and Dexter Soy, Jamie McKelvey, Margaret Stoll, who had a really long run most recently on Captain Marvel, a very important run, Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, and Chris Anka, and now Kelly Thompson. Like, just you look at that list, and there's really, really talented people who have helped further develop Carol and tell some really incredible stories around her. So, again, just another reminder, if you guys are watching the movie, get prepped. We have a lot of great Captain Marvel comics that are currently out. We've reprinted some awesome collections, so it's pretty accessible. Everywhere comics and books are sold, I highly recommend it because there's so many more Captain Marvel stories than what you've actually just seen on the silver screen. So thank you guys. Um, Thank you to the fans and thank you to the amazing creators for doing all that you do to show your love for Carol. Well, as we sort of slightly tear up here, guys, you can come cry with us at C2E2. No, not, not, not actually joking. It's not a like Girls don't cry. I mean, I mean, we cry like happy tears. We cry like power tears. But you can come join uh, myself. Uh, Sana will sadly not be able to join us. But Women of Marvel will be coming to C2E2 in Chicago, March 22nd to the 24th. Our panel will be on Sunday, the 24th at 12.15 p.m. in room S401. We have some amazing panelists to talk about community and sort of like their stories of breaking in and also advice. We have amazing panelists including Teeny Howard, Ashley Witter, Eve Ewing, and Jenny Frizen. Plus, we might be able to announce one or two more as we get closer, so stay tuned. Uh, make sure you guys are following The Woman of Marvel on Instagram as we announce uh, some exciting things as we get closer. And plus, I'll be there uh, along with This Week in Marvel's Agent M, Ryan Panagos, as we do some fun stuff throughout the weekend. So come say hi, come take selfies with us, we might have some pins. You could find us for pins. That's exciting. Yeah, cool. First panel of the year. Whoop, whoop. I'm Don't excited. mess it up, Judy. I'm not going to be there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do a great job. Wow, that's the pressure you're putting <laughs> on me. Should I bring a sauna cardboard cutout? I could be the voice of God if you want. Like, I could just, if you want to just dial me in. <laughs> I'll just talk. You just talk ju- a lot of smack. <laughs> you just tell so, me how I'm doing things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's it. So make sure you guys go see Marvel Studios Captain Marvel in theaters now. Go get your tickets. Go watch it. I've got at least five times under my belt. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. This is Marvel. Your universe. <laughs>